Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer, and I am joined by Raj Geary and the Demon Diva herself, Issa, and we have a jam-packed show for you. We're going to talk all about AEW Revolution. Is this the WrestleMania of AEW? I, I can never tell. But before we get into all that, Raj, Issa, how are you two doing this this Sunday? <laughs> you almost said Wednesday. I almost said Wednesday. Well, you know what that means. <laughs> it's monday it's monday at 1 a.m for me right now so i'm already on the beginning of the week i'm doing great i'm happy to be here with you too yeah i'm happy to i'm a little exhausted been flying back and forth it was in arizona uh and uh just flew back yesterday kind of getting back in the swing of things so i at my age like when i travel it takes me a day after to kind of recover you know what i mean like fully get back on my normal sleep schedule and unpack and i'm an old man no i'm 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 right there with you whenever i have a travel day i feel like i have to book an extra day of just catching up unpacking even if it's like a one-day trip yeah same here uh, but as everyone's settling in and finding their seats and getting ready, we have some news items that uh, I wanted to cover before we dive into the show because some big things have been happening in the news lately in pro wrestling. You guys may have noticed this. I don't know. Cody Rhodes may ring a bell to you guys. But uh, on the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that plans have once again changed regarding Cody Rhodes. As of this past Friday's edition of SmackDown, he was on the internal books with creative being ready for his return. However, now that is uncertain and his future is up in the air. While the situation with Cody Rhodes and WWE is not considered to be over, it is a case of waiting and seeing how things play out. WWE thought they had the former AEW executive vice president, but right now they are unsure about that. Raj, what's going on here? This It was like a done deal. It's not a done deal. Uh, what's happening with Cody Rhodes? So that I did ask around about this today, and um, I, I talked to uh, a couple sources really good that uh, w- would know. And basically, um, it's just not done. So it, he has all his options. Uh, I think you have WWE, obviously, AEW, and probably one other. And uh, he hasn't committed and I think WWE seems like they are starting to think like it might not happen. Uh, but from what I've heard with Cody's end is that that's not necessarily the case. He's just not, uh, hasn't decided. So his options are still open. Isa, it's it's nice to be the most popular person at the ball. That seems to be Cody. Everyone wants him, but now it's- Cody's uh, holding out. What do you... Uh- what do you think is going on with Cody? And I'll add in, I guess, on top of that, Joel Wood in the chat asks, Raj, in your expert opinion, what percentage do you give Cody Rhodes returning to WWE and Austin wrestling? Issa, I'll let you answer that first, and then Raj, you answer it uh, afterwards. Yeah, I think the most interesting thing with Cody is is everything surrounding him and how 
grand this thing has become of where is Cody going to end up. Whoever like gets him needs to debut him right away, in my opinion. Whether it's WWE or a return to AW, you have to capitalize on the buzz going out, going around this guy right now. I mean, MJF mentioned there was going to be a huge bidding war for him. I think Cody jumped the gun and beat him to it because I think that's what's going on right now. Yeah, Raj, what do you think? What are those percentages? Oh, man. If if I were to guess, gosh, it seems like 50-50 on Cody. Um, mm-hmm. And Austin, man, that is a bummer. I was really looking forward to that, but it is starting to look like, I mean, if he hasn't committed yet, and according to uh, Meltzer uh, on, the, uh, on the Observer, as of last Friday, he hasn't committed. We're a month out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you kind of need to know that shit. So um, now it's starting, you know, I, I would have said 70% a week ago. Now I'm probably more like 30%. Um, and, you know, Austin having a confrontation with Kevin Owens, it, it doesn't, you know, does that, are you going to sell tickets with that? <laughs> you know? Uh, and that's kind of the whole point of having Austin is to sell tickets because you got a uh, you know eighty thousand. Uh, I know technically it's a hundred, but really with the stage and everything, it's about eighty thousand tickets you need to move. They're at about fifty five, so you want that that boost. And I think Austin doing a segment is not going to move tickets like Austin doing a match. And to your point, Raj, I feel like Austin doing a segment is what we all assume will happen right. because of, of, of him being around the WrestleMania commercials. He's in Texas. He showed up last WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. So I personally expected th- that we were going to see um, Stone Cold in this WrestleMania in one way or another. Now, once they announced he was going to wrestle, that changed the entire game for me. I, I think I'll be disappointed because, granted, we fantasy booked it, but it was exciting. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you know, Vince and Pat McAfee, too. Um, As much as it doesn't sound like a great idea, that has more marquee value than Pat McAfee versus uh, Austin Theory. And, you know, Vince wrestling again is going to get a lot more attention than Austin Theory. Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee, in my opinion, does nothing. I don't know about that, Raj. Didn't you hear the booze Austin Theory got at MSG last night? He might be the biggest heel right now. <laughs> right, but that was Xbox heat. <laughs> I <Is> know. It, <laughs> is it is it possible though with, with Steve Austin wrestling at WrestleMania that he comes out and he says the contract does say WrestleMania, but it doesn't say WrestleMania alone. It says WrestleMania backlash. That's when I'm coming back. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody goes, boo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Austin getting booed in Texas. That's what you want. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I, I have to ask one last thing on this, this Stone Cold thing, and even the Cody Rhodes thing, because the, the news has been changing and going back and forth so much. Is there a little bit of this that maybe we jumped the gun a little bit on what we heard yes. and sort of projected what we hoped as opposed to what was actually being said out there? Yeah, I could see that. Um, you know, especially with Austin, I feel like uh, when you hear the reports that he's, you know, working towards doing a bigger thing than just a segment, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, – and who knows? He still might. 
you know, again, I think I hope he does. I, I hope he does too. Look, you know, I know people are like, oh, well, you know, you're not giving younger people a spot. And it's like, it's two nights. You can don't make care. room for Steve Austin. <laughs> don't, I don't yeah. care who he could take five spots. It's Steve Austin. Take them all. I don't care. I'm a famously <laughs> happy. I'm, I'm famously night. okay when they come back. Take as much time as yeah. you want. You're gonna <laughs> right. need it. It's a long walk down to the ring, and you're older. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm uh, Austin, just staring for five minutes, and then you know, doing a little bit. It's it's Austin. It's, uh, it's you know, it's like The Rock versus Hogan. It's just a gigantic comeback so it's the biggest comeback in a lot of ways uh that we've seen so it'd be huge so i would love to see it just as a fan and just mm-hmm. uh yeah stepping outside my wrestling news site shoes it's just it would be awesome yeah i'd i'd love it i think everyone would love it he's just got that even if you weren't around during his time he's got that charisma that you can't help but get into when he's out there um Joel Wood in the chat says, breaking news on Cody Rhodes. I don't know. You don't know. And the people who do know change what they know every hour. Well, Uh, just nothing signed. And so until something signed, I mean, it did look like Cody was going to sign. I mean, that was, I mean, you just look at the AEW statement. That was a finality statement. Like he's gone. Uh, So. Do you you think the ring of honor could be a a factor here? Maybe the, the possibility of AW being able to come back and offer him more a creative role, something different might make him change his mind. So I personally don't see ring of honor mm-hmm. being a thing. Um, I don't get it. I, I you know, I, I get getting the tape library. That makes sense. Right. Agree. But yeah, but running it as a, it's its own promotion. When you have the AEW name, which is way stronger, it, it's kind of like when, you know, they would do NXT UK and that never got popular, but WWE is way more popular of a name than NXT. So why not do WWE UK and, right. you know, use your, your A brand to, uh, you know, uh, to expand. So I just don't see ROH is, is for the hardest of the hardest cores. I mean, really how many people, uh, outside of hardcores watched ROH realistically. And, um, uh, I just don't, uh, I don't see it being a brand that you, you know, that, that, that does well. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No, that's what interesting. I just didn't know. I don't know if AW is planning on using ROH as a developmental and create its own brand with it. And if that's the case, you know, Cody could be the new Triple H. <laughs> sure. But, but, you know, they have dark, they have elevation. They already have their de- developmental. So, again, I think, you know, ROH might, using those initials, might get some early curiosity with the hardcores. But outside of that, I I just don't see it being any different than doing Dark or Elevation. It's not, I don't see them getting a TV deal with ROH. And so, you know, Nick is at uh, uh, at Revolution tonight. We we do have a bunch of ROH questions we wanted to ask Tony Khan. Hopefully we'll get more tonight, but um, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, uh, Carmine uh, Vitorio in the chat says, glad to see Case Dutton retain four hours too long. Um, I think that is a uh, Adam Page reference. And we'll talk <laughs> all about Adam Page as the uh, in his match tonight. But 
before we get going into the show, we'll, we'll talk all about revolution. Before we chat about that, though, always want to thank everyone who's with us in the chat. Anthony, Wayne, the Hot Tag Wrestling uh, Podcast, RYN, G, Rojas. Wayne, uh, who's saying I'm crazy wrong? Why am I wrong, Wayne? Let's hear it. <laughs> Wayne, yeah, you're, you're crazy. Well, you're crazy wrong. That's <laughs> can't argue with the people. Deadpool party, everyone else. But for everyone who's not watching us live, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and watching the show afterwards. If you could like, comment, share, subscribe, five star review. When you leave a five star review, put a little nice note in about all three of us, and it makes us all happy when we read that. Um, you guys ready to talk about the show? I'm talking about this 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 four hour monster of a show that we all just watched. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm used to I'm used to doing three hour raws, four hour revolution though. Uh, Tina Miller in the chest says, "Hey guys, Revolution was my first live pay per view. Wow. Eddie got his first win. I cried." Tina so Miller, old friend of the show, worked on the site before. That's awesome. It was, uh, yeah, very yeah. Yeah. So I picture Tina meeting Eddie Kingston made me very happy. I'm happy for you, Tina. <laughs> That's so cool. I, I mean, I thought the first couple hours of the show were just, it was just insane um, yeah. with how hot the crowd was and everything. It was, it was awesome. Joel Woods says, look, we did not fight and claw for years to get rid of those eight hour WrestleManias <laughs> just so AEW can put on five hour pay-per-views every three months. <laughs> you didn't even have, you didn't even have to pay to say that. <laughs> uh, a, it was a, um, it, it definitely was. I was talking to my buddy. I was texting. I was like, Maybe they should do two nights. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no. It, it was a long show. Uh, uh, was. Tonight was, uh, it was a stack show, but it felt long at times. Like it, you could feel the energy kind of uh, go out, you mm -hmm. know, kind of towards basically kind of from the Jade, CM Punk, the, those matches. Like they did not have the heat that you would have expected. And Eddie, uh, not Eddie Kingston, um, uh, 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 John Moxley. It, that match was not as heated as I thought it would have been compared to you watch Jericho and Eddie Kingston, how heated that match was. And then you see those matches. Uh, but I think it's because they had like a real field going on to where with Max and Brian, it was like a weird, we're going to bleed together in order to be friends. Like it, it was a very weird field going into that match where Kingston, Punk, that's weird. And JF, they all had... You don't bleed with your friends first. That's how I meet all my friends. <laughs> I, I'm a girl and I have a no. lot of girlfriends, so we no. do bleed together from time to time. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Dustin EK in the chat says Austin don't need to return. He had a perfect send off with Rock. If he does return, he'd f up his legacy. If he doesn't do well, like when HBK returned to Saudi, it's cool for a nostalgia factor, but hell nah. I don't care. <laughs> look goldberg came back and it was pretty cool uh, when he first came back um yeah. It, yeah there have been goldberg matches that weren't i know isa you're not the biggest goldberg fan goldberg. Uh, no but i feel like with hbk <laughs> because he was such a, a in-ring technician and all that where i don't see stone cold to have the level of i don't expect a five star i expect a brawl and i would <laughs> think that stone cold can do that now yeah, absolutely. And I want to see him catch beers and drink them and stunner people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you know, when, and he looks the same. You know, when Sean came back, um, <laughs> he, 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 you know, he wasn't the heartbreak kid. He didn't have the long flowing hair. And, oh, you know, he broke up no heart. Broke up. 
Oh, in a whole different way. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just wasn't the same. I mean, you seeing bald Sean is not the same. Uh, so. uh, well, let's let's get into this show. I want to start first just real quick with the pre-show. We had a couple of matches. I'll just kind of run through them. Layla Hirsch beats Chris Statlander. QT Marshall uh, loses to Hook. Don Callis comes out and says when Kenny's back, he's going to be the champ. And the House of Black takes on the Death Triangle and beats them. Uh, I want to start off first uh, with uh, Issa. I'm going to ask you about Hook. Everyone loves Hook. Who doesn't love Hook? Of course. My of question course. to you is, how would you describe Hook to someone who's never watched wrestling? Oh, that's a, actually a really good question. I will describe him as a cool kid. Fair enough. That's it. Okay, because I like him, but I was, I'm like, I don't know why I like him. I, I do. I get caught up in everyone else liking him. I don't, but I don't. I could. I couldn't describe why I like him. It's kind of like a street yeah. tough kid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, let's talk also real quick because I think the big thing that something big that came out was uh, this House of Black and Death Triangle match. I mean, the only color in this match was Eric beard eric's beard uh but i thought a lot of these guys came out looking like a million bucks it was a it was a pre-show um raj do you think that this was a match that kind of did some favors for these guys yeah no i thought it was i thought it was great um i thought they did the uh the spots between uh brody king and and red beard i thought that was great uh like i said i had been traveling this week so you know i i got the alerts about Redbeard being in the match, but did they do an angle for it, or what they do to set it up? He he wasn't going to match. He just was part of like the attack to set up the match that we saw tonight. The, he, like, um, he, like, the triangle kind of yeah. He kind of said like, "Oh, you guys got a monster. We got our own monster too." And Eric Redbeard came out and attacked them on mm -hmm. on Rampage. Or yeah, was, uh, it was on Rampage. Okay. okay, I think I think it was Rampage. Yeah, was, I think it was just yeah. uh, two days ago. Because Dynamite, I saw the first hour. I saw the punk stuff, but I, I didn't see. There was like 45 minutes in there I didn't see yet. So um, they're bringing in a ton of people. I, I This felt like a tryout for Redbeard in a lot of ways. Um, the fact that he took the fall makes me think that he's not signed yet. He might be by now um, if, if he impressed everyone. Um, Look, you know, I know people criticize AEW for bringing in a ton of people, and they do. And there are a lot of people that they bring in that are kind of forgotten about within a couple of weeks. Tony Nice, uh, I mean, you know, there's a ton of people. Um, but I like that it's a very fresh, changing roster, and it's you're not seeing the same faces every week. So I, I, I do like that, and I, I prefer that over just the kind of the same guys every week. So I, I like it. <laughs> I think something that uh, makes it a little different too, and I don't know anyone's contract situation, but with AEW, it seems like because they're able to work other places more often, I don't know if them being on AEW TV as often is as big of a deal as with WWE, where if you're at WWE and you're not on TV, you're just not doing anything. Where someone like Tony Nese, I, I don't follow him that closely. He might be having matches on shows that aren't AEW and still working regularly. Um, so I think oh, there's yeah. a little bit of a difference there. There is a big yeah, exposure to, difference. And to Raj point, there's a, there's a big issue in WWE right now that if one of your big stars goes out with an injury, your shows are done. In which in AEW, you, it feels like you have a line of people that could just step right up. And sometimes people get injured and they're out and, and you 
almost fail to miss them because the show goes on and you have such a list of people ready to go. So I do appreciate that about them bringing in so many people. Yeah. Plus, I like the surprise when they show up. I don't care about the future. I just want to be entertained right now. That's all I care about. <laughs> Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez in the chat says, I might be getting old, but after 30 years of watching wrestling tonight more than ever, I understood the importance of popcorn matches. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about revolution. You guys ready to get into the show? The, the main show, the meat and potatoes, as we call it. Um, we start oh, off. We, 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 oh. we missed the Don Callis promo. Oh yeah. Don Callis came out and basically says that, uh, Kenny Omega, when he comes back, he's coming after the title. Issa, is, is he going to be the next champ? I don't know, but he freaking trolled me. I heard Kenny's music. I was so happy. I actually kind of miss him. I fell for it for a whole two seconds. I was very upset. So I paid no attention to what he said. I was too busy, angry, tweeting at the <laughs> troll job that he did. He gotcha. <laughs> he <Yeah>. did. <laughs> Go work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it felt kind of pointless, I thought. Um yeah, it felt kind of like a waste of time. I, you know, I like Don Callis. I like Kenny Omega. But um, I mean, I think Kenny Omega is very much missed. And yeah. know, the sooner he comes back, the better. Uh, he, he makes a difference. I mean, when you yeah. look at the non-WWE guys that have really made a difference in AEW ratings and everything, he's at the top. He is, he's definitely, um, I think with this, Don Callis was really just filling time. Uh, but, uh, it, yeah, Kenny Omega is, I, I didn't think he was going to be ready to really come back, come back. So I figured it'd probably just be a hi, hello anyway. So it didn't really bother me that much when it was Don Callis. But, uh, but yeah, the guy's not wearing socks. Looks uncomfortable. Makes me feel weird. I don't yeah. like seeing it. Uh, <laughs> who, who do you book, who do you book Omega with when he comes back? I mean, to me, it seems like punk seems like the way to go. If if it happened like like next week and we were kind of in in the spots right now, I mean, yeah, that'd be that'd be good to see. I'd like to see that. I'd be I'd pay for that. Brian, I need that rematch. Oh, the, yeah, we never had the rematch, so no, oh, they only faced each other once, and it was a no contest. So I mean, I hope that when Omega comes back, it's close to a pay per view because I do think that should be on pay per view and not. On free TV, I think the rematch should be on a pay-per-view. So we'll see when he comes back, but I, I need that match again and again and again. <laughs> and and uh, Jamie sends over a super chat. It doesn't look thank like you. there's a message in there. So thank you, Jam Jamie. But if you do have a question or anything, feel free to put it in without the super chat, and we'll make sure to get to it for you. Um, yeah, let's talk about this match. Let's talk about Revolution. Let's talk about this show. I thought it was a good one. It was a long one, but it was a good one. It, we start off with Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston isn't paid by the hour, so he starts off with a half-and-half half suplex, but something isn't half-and-half, and, half, and that is the crowd support for the Mad King. But Jericho has been working the P90X circuit, looking cut up and throws a few suplexes of his own, looking like a much younger version of himself and wrestling a style that he hasn't in a long time. It all comes apart, however, when he shoves Aubrey Edwards, giving Eddie Kingston the chance to cling Jericho's clock and make him tap out clean as a whistle in what has to be one of his biggest wins ever. After the match, Eddie offers a handshake, and Jericho says, nah. Issa, <laughs> Jericho's a jerk. Why didn't he shake uh, Eddie Kingston's hand? You you actually thought he was gonna? Because I've been saying all week, he's not gonna change his hand shake his hand but to your point Jericho is looking sharp I noticed that I think it was like a week or two weeks ago that I was like wow he's leaning up he's looking 
great again. I know there's some criticism going on with him, and I'm like, stop criticizing him. He's like one of the best of all time. Let him do whatever he wants. But I'm happy to see him in this shape. And like you said, he wrestled in a way that we hadn't seen him wrestle in a while. But I am just very happy for Eddie Kingston. Love the crowd support. Love how hot the crowd was for this. And I'm just happy that they finally gave Eddie Kingston a big win. He needed it. He had to win this match and I'm glad that it went the way that it went but I never once thought that Jericho was gonna just accept the loss and shake his hand I assume the best of people Lisa I just assume <laughs> that everyone's gonna be friends at it's, the end yeah uh, not me <laughs> Raj does NBA Twitter owe Jericho an apology after he got all cut up I think they do yes <laughs> absolutely I'm mean, Jericho's looking he's 51 and he's yeah. looking the best he's looked in years um yep. he looked fantastic and uh yeah, he. I, I thought this match was just amazing. I thought uh, mm -hmm. it, it, the crowd was going wild. When, when this match was going on, I'm like, man, this pay per view is going to be, you know, one of the all times. You know, yeah. Like right off the bat, the crowd was insane, and and everyone was going nuts, and it was just like, uh, and and you know what's ahead. So I, I thought this was just awesome, uh, and I thought Jericho did an awesome job. Kingston um, is. Just fantastic. He's so good at what he does. He he knows how to get that emotion out of the crowd. He, he I mean, how crazy the crowd was going for Kingston, you know, from the get-go. Yeah. They were just so into him. Uh it was great. I thought this was one of the best openers in a pay-per-view in a long time. Yeah. Am I crazy to say that Eddie Kingston feels like he has world title momentum right now? Like as far as the crowd goes and how people are into him. Could he be a world champion and feel like the right guy? I don't know that he's there yet. Uh, maybe TNT title picture. I, I don't see why not. Yeah. I mean, he's got the charisma and everything for it. Um, there is something I feel like that's lacking. That's not quite the guy. You know what I mean? Like a Kenny Omega or a CM Punk or, you know, uh, Look, I don't, I don't know if Hangman Page is the guy either. You know, when I when I watch him, um, mm, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to unpack that in a little bit. <laughs> we will have to unpack. That. <laughs> I, I just, I find myself every time Eddie Kingston's in something, I'm like, this is the most entertaining thing in the world right now. I feel like no matter who he's against, it feels like they just like will throw a dartboard at a wall. It'll hit a name, and they'll go, okay, Eddie Kingston, go cut an amazing promo on that person, and suddenly I'm invested. You might be right. They, they've been very smart with the fields that they have booked him in because you even got the crowd to chant for him when you booked him against CM Punk. But I do think that you're walking a fine line because I don't know if you book, let's say, Eddie Kingston against an Adam Page a few months ago, Eddie Kingston is not going to get sheared the same way over an Adam Page. So I do think that the people that they're putting him with and, and the promos that are being worked here are really helping um, Eddie's momentum. When he was going against Miro, there was a couple of moments there that I wanted him to beat Miro for the TNT title. Right. So you never know. It's just a matter of how you book these fields, but he makes it work with everyone. Wait, real quick, Issa, you don't think um, Eddie Kingston would be cheered over Adam Page? Uh, Adam Page, right when he won the title, like I said, a couple of months ago? Oh, yeah. No. When he, I, I don't think that Adam Page, and we'll get into that, like, like Jack said, I don't think Adam Page has that same momentum going um, as yeah. he did. I, I mean, I love him, don't get me wrong, but I think 
maybe his ceiling was getting the, the title. And I'm not saying he's had a bad run. I think he's had some incredible matches, but I just don't feel as invested as I was when I just wanted him to win the freaking title. So we'll get into that later, though. <laughs> uh, Alejandro in the chat says, uh, Virally got back from watching AEW at my local AMC theater. I thought it was a good show. Maybe some things were okay, but overall, great show. Uh, I'd love to know how the experience was in AMC theater. I was, I haven't done that yet, but it always seems like a cool idea to do that. Uh, yeah. a, a fun way to watch it. And then mm -hmm. we also have in the chat, uh, nightmare knee says, Hey Raj, I miss putting my hard earned money in your pocket. This paper you <laughs> delivered with every match I was anticipating. Danielson and Mox says everything. MJF and punk was fire. Truly. I enjoyed every match in one way or another. I'm in the same boat as you nightmare knee. Uh, these two curmudgeons aren't feeling the same way but we'll see well, I, I enjoyed the whole paper right? i did too i did too pay-per-view overall i enjoyed it i just have i have i have things to say that's all right uh, and then and then wayne in the chat says jericho said he wants the ring of honor belt if elevation or dark was worth anything you'd cover those shows um do you think he really wants the roh belt he he had years where he could have went to roh uh look just look at it realistically how many roh shows can you count that have had more than two thousand fans ever um you know they had the msg show with which was with new japan all in i mean technically speaking all in was an roh production <laughs> right 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 yeah. but you know you're going back 20 years um it's the hardest of the hardest course uh, again again uh, i uh, I enjoy ROH, uh, but uh, there's AEW has way more marquee value than ROH. And it's just like WWE has way more marquee value than NXT. And if you're opening up something overseas, you name it WWE, it's going to get a lot more attention than naming, naming it NXT. But yeah, it's just, it's just a fact. I mean, I, I don't see how you can argue that. ROH is not anywhere near the level of AEW. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what they what they have planned. I don't know if 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 they did another show called Ring of Honor or whatever, and it was supposed to be just like a another hour of TV. I'd say I don't know. You're stretching my attention span. But if it's something totally separate, I don't know. I, I don't know what the plan is. But but if you um, do something separate, AEW is not touring right now. You know, outside of TV, they're, they're right. not doing house shows. So. ROH was not making money off of house shows, you know. That's so uh, what's where's what's the benefit? I don't know. I'm just saying I <laughs> I, I leave it up to them. I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and anyone if anyone has a real uh argument for it that can convince me otherwise, I'd love to hear it. Uh I, yeah, I don't know. I like the idea of another Ring of Honor show just because I, I, I love the idea of there being opportunities for people. Sure. I don't know financially if that works. Again, that's I don't think that way. I just think about give me something fun right now and then let the, <laughs> let everything else happen. <laughs> uh, Dean Re uh, Reagan in the chat says, Mox, Brian, Regal, and Garcia to be Evolution 2.0. Ooh. Ooh. Not mad at that. No, that'd be... I, they. I get the comparison. They they don't have that same uh, driving fancy cars vibe, though. They seem like they drive uh, 
They drive old Edwards. cars that will get you from Tesla's. point A to point B. Uh, first of all, Brian is not going to drive. A, he's going to drive a Tesla or some kind of you know hybrid car because it's Brian. I can see Mox just driving a really beat up piece of crap car, even though he can afford whatever car he wants. Regal, that's the one that I can see. Yeah, the Regal, I can see driving a fancy car. He seems like a fancy guy. Yeah, he's he's got the, the nice hair and the suits. Yeah. Regal yeah. doesn't drive. He has someone drive him. Those could be those could be some good skits. Regal trying to get <laughs> yeah, I could. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, geez, I still do that. Brian Danielson riding in limos and <laughs> yeah. He's I just call him American Dragon. It's a lot easier. <laughs> right. I just call him Brian, and I can see him looking around the limo, just being disgusted by all the wasteful things going on in the leather seats. It would be a great skit, honestly. <laughs> I, I got a couple things real quick. What if ROH eventually lands a real TV deal? I mean, they're not going to get a TV deal over AEW. And look, Rampage is not on the best time slot. Uh, that would be my first main concern if you're AEW is getting Rampage in a better time slot. So uh, you see the demand for wrestling. It's on the, the fringe channels and you're not making money on the fringe channels. So it's... That, that's not happening. Um, video library is the money for an ROH buy. Yeah. Could, yeah. And, and that's the one thing. Yes, I, I agree. It depends on how much you spend for it. If you're spending $40 million a year on the video library, that's how much they make off of Dynamite a year. So are you going to spend like basically a year's worth of television profits for a library yeah, but if you want, that if people you want are going to get streaming in? If you want a streaming service deal, I think coming with that library along with your AEW content, you get more money. AEW hasn't been around long enough to be like WWE going to Peacock with all these years worth of content. Where AEW now, I feel like they could go to HBO Max or whatever they're trying to get this deal and say, look what we got. And I think they'll be able to get a more lucrative deal. But do you think HBO Max is like, oh, you got ROH? No. So, I mean, I just feel like, like with WWE. But I, I do think that they might be able but, to get their own network, sort of like WWE Network kind of thing, which I don't know that they had enough content on their own to create. Sure. But that is so expensive also. You know how much WWE right. went, you know, mm -hmm. had to, to spend for their own network. And, uh, I mean, look, I mean, if if they, you know, if they're, if they're looking for a streaming TV deal, all this the the main stuff with streaming right now is the live the live sports so it'd be the live pay-per-views wwe if they did not include the live pay-per-views i don't think they're getting anywhere close to what they got with peacock i right. mean it's it's the wrestlemanias it's the summer slams it's those events that are there that's what they're pushing they're not like oh you know you got to come on the network, you know, on Peacock so you can watch WrestleMania 4 again. And they have to. They have to include the pay-per-views because I still get upset at the UFC deal with ESPN Plus where you have to pay for ESPN, but then you're still paying for the pay-per-view and it upsets me. And then right. I just end up going to a restaurant instead of giving them my money. So they <laughs> yeah. have to make sure they include the freaking uh, pay-per-views. But, but I will say it's ESPN, a Again, it's like they do a ton of live events. They're not as big as the pay-per-views, but... They do a ton of live uh, shows for ESPN+. Plus. It is a headache refiguring out Bleacher Report and Fight TV whenever a pay-per-view rolls around. I mean, like, okay, wait, which one am I watching this on? How do I do this? What's my password again? Oh, I got to pay all this money. 
which the amount always just seems obscene now that I'm so used to the Peacock network uh, for all my pay-per-views. It's, it's very funny because um, Pat brought it up in his interview with Vince and how people were so crazy over the WWE network and how against it they were. And now we got so spoiled with the WWE network that we just don't want to have it any other way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it, it Like now, if they switch back, I'm not paying. Well, I mean, I guess I would have to, but right. <laughs> I wouldn't want to pay 80 bucks for WrestleMania. Again. Close the site down. It's over. <laughs> yeah. He refused to cover them. <laughs> uh, Nightmare Knee says in the chat, William Regal coming out and slapping Mox and Brian made my night. That was definitely a fun moment and that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. And uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. But first, We'll talk about the tag team title match. Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon. We get a taste of Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks, but it was the Jurassic Express that starred in this big budget box office super kick party. As expected, offense is everywhere. Defense is left in the locker room. A breakup pin by kicking your opponent? Nope. Try a 450 splash instead. And when KOR <laughs> hits JB with the title and everyone thought it was over, it still wasn't enough. Jungle Boy hit a Frankensteiner into a German suplex to set up the Jurassic Express finisher, and they retain over two of the best tag teams in the world. Issa, was this a surprise for you? It was. It really was. When I was looking at the match going into Revolution, I thought the odds were stacked against Jurassic Express. This match was a lot of fun. I have no idea who the legal man was 99% of the time in this match. I had no idea what was going on, who to look, and it still didn't matter. I had such a good time watching this match. It was clustery, it was messy, and I didn't care. I thought all three teams shine. Very shocked at the result. I did not think Jurassic Express was going to walk away champions tonight, so I'm happy for them. I would have bet the farm that one of the other two teams would have won, but I'm with you. I agreed. I, I, I know that people who like referees doing their job were probably like, Oh, who's the legal man? But I was like, I don't care. People are jumping all over the place. <laughs> I'm place. sorry. I this, was, I agree <laughs> at the referees in AEW tonight. They, they need to get a whole new team of referees. They all sucked yeah. tonight. <laughs> no, I, I like that they were letting him jump at Raj. Did you? They always the do that, though. They always let them do whatever they want. <laughs> let them. <ju> there <laughs> are no rules. <laughs> I thought this was fun. I don't care that the rules may not have been followed. Yeah, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, going into this match, I figured that Jurassic Express was going to win. And a good friend uh, of the show, Ethan Kramer, he was uh, like, the Hardys should win. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, uh, the, the Bucks should win, and then mm. wrestle the Hardys, and that's. Yeah. A huge match. And I feel like Jurassic Express with the titles, that's not a main event act. The Bucks with the titles against the Hardys, that's a main event thing. I mean, that could be the main event of a pay-per-view if they wanted to. I know they haven't done a tag team main event for a pay-per-view yet, but that easily could be. And for that reason alone, if Jeff Hardy's coming in on Wednesday, he's a free agent, or his non-compete ends, I think... Uh, three days on the ninth. So he can be on dynamite. I feel like the bucks and the Hardys, if you're going to do a tag team thing, unless you're bringing in Jeff Hardy as a singles, that's the way to go. No, no, you gotta, you gotta reunite the Hardys here. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And so the, uh, it, it seems like they know that red dragon and young bucks have some, uh, has some stuff that they can do without the titles is what I'm guessing. And so they, they I think they feel like, that story can tell itself without the title. So right. if you give 
Jurassic Express the titles, then they can go off and do whatever it is they're going to do next. Um, I don't know. I, I I think with Jurassic Express, I because I'm a I'm a huge fan of uh, of like the Bucks and Red Dragon. I, but every time I hear people talk about AEW, who are from media outlets outside of AEW, it's always like, "Have you seen Jurassic Express? Have you seen Luchasaurus?" Like that seems to be the one that people always talk about. So I think. I don't know. Maybe they do make sense as the champions. I I I I, I like the young bucks. I thought the young bucks were gonna win here tonight. I just think the you know if again I just don't see the the Lucha Brothers moving numbers. Um, and Jurassic in Express. my opinion, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Jurassic Express. But in my opinion, if if you have the titles on people, it should be uh, people that move the numbers and. Uh, if it, if it's not working, if it's not elevating the stories or making things seem like a bigger deal, then you know, then I think you should move on to something else. And right now, I think uh, the the Bucks, Lucha Brothers, I, I think are kind of in that mix where they could be a top level tag team that you know uh, that moves numbers. And with the Hardys coming in, that's an exciting time. And I think you just want the titles on the right people with that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I think Hardy Boys are going to be great no matter what happens, but we'll see. Uh, uh, Dean in the chat says, no champions in AEW feel over with fans right now. I don't know. There's a couple. There's a couple I think. I think Jay Cargill, right off the top, I think is still really over. I think Britt Baker still is. I think, uh, I would say, I think Sammy Guevara is as well. Those would be my three that I... I don't know. I thought he felt like an afterthought on this show. I also thought Jurassic. Like, again, I think the crowd loved Jurassic Express. They were all, uh, yeah, but they loved the entrance for sure. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's all. I like Jay Cargill. I'm with you on the Jay Cargill. I I don't. I I haven't. Listen, I love the match in which the Young Bucks dropped the tag titles, but ever since they just haven't felt as elevated as as they did when the Young Bucks had the tag titles. Um, I like Britt Baker. I just don't like the way they booked her tonight at all. I don't know. I I think I go fifty fifty on this. I, I I haven't been invested in the TNT titles in, since Miro lost it. Don't at me. That's just true. So Issa, let me ask you this. You said. Uh you like the Hardys together, but what if you bring in Jeff Hardy as a singles to feud with Hangman Page? That's just gigantic right off the bat. All right? No? It helps Hangman a little? Maybe. Maybe. I would rather see him as a tag team mm-hmm. just because I just haven't enjoyed what they've been doing with Matt Hardy, but I think that will be an epic feud for Hangman and something that will help his his title reign feel a little more legit. Yes. I don't think, I don't think he should... Because I think people love Jeff Hardy, and that'll just make it harder for people to like Adam Page if he's facing Jeff Hardy. I think if or it's MJF? me, if it's me, I have I have Adam Page face someone everyone hates so that they can get behind him. But with Jeff Hardy, is he going to mean more business wise in a tag team than in a singles? I think Jeff Hardy prints money regardless of what he does. Right. Uh, personally. Purple Bond saying 29 says, shout out to Raj and Issa, Puerto Rican and proud. Is Jeff decided to sign with AEW? Well, Purple oh, Bond, that's, how, how do I not take that personal? You shout out the other two. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, Chop <laughs> No, No jack in that one. <laughs> 
Uh, but but to the que- to the question, so is is Jeff a sure thing at AEW or is that still? Um, I, I guess he can't until Monday, right? Like, it, or what's the day he's he's available? The ninth, right? So what is today's the sixth? So that would be it, it would be Wednesday. Wednesday, he's a free agent. So, um, he said he's going to AEW. I don't. Yeah. I mean, so. based on the behaviors that we have seen from Matt, I feel like they've been planting the seeds for a while and they're just waiting for these 90 days to be over. Even on being the elite, you see them like doing the fake drug test to Matt Hardy, just just playing on this Jeff Hardy thing. So if he doesn't show up, I'll be shocked. Um, uh, Secular Belt, by the way, in the chat, uh, who I think was the one that mentioned being at A... Someone mentioned being at AMC, but uh, Secular Belt said in the chat says... Uh, uh, the crowd lit up for Jurassic Express, Jade Cargill, and Adam Cole, baby. So we'll get into that. Jade Cargill, when she came out, it's just like, dang, she looks like a, just a superstar. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to her, we have the face of the revolution ladder match Christian Cage, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, Keith Lee, and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, for being stress-free, tries harder than most early on to grab the brass ring, climbing the ladder, and the big fellas in the match all at the same time. We get some cool stare-downs and teases of big men battling with Stark, saving Hobbs at one point, and Wardlow and Hobbs almost accidentally helping Orange Cassidy grab the brass ring, and Stark spearing through a ladder. Eventually, everyone climbs the ladder, and everyone falls off the ladder, and Wardlow goes to war as he rips the ladder in half and then throws Hobbs and Lee off the stage. Dan Housen curses Starks, and if that didn't happen, he may have won the match, but he did. So Wardlow powerbomb Starks and finally grabs the brass ring. This one, to me, was exactly what you want from a ladder match, except this one felt like it had a different flavor to it because it was all big dudes instead of a bunch of small dudes. Raj, did you like the dynamic of this setup for this uh, uh, brass ring face the revolution match? Uh, so, so I liked it. I, I thought the match, you know, I was, this was the first match I felt disappointed with um, mm-hmm. in the sense that I thought it was fun and everything, but it just, it, I don't know. It was, it, it got a lot of, it got hokey at times. Um, Orange Cassidy looked like he got killed when he got thrown outside the yeah. ring. And apparently he looked hurt. When, and I asked Nick to ask Tony tonight about uh, how he's doing, but um I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I, I thought uh, Keith Lee not winning um, his first real big match in AEW is kind of a mistake. Um, you're hyping up him as this big surprise and just kind of stunts his momentum, in my opinion. But I get why you, you go with Wardlow, too. So maybe Keith Lee shouldn't have even been in this match if he's not going to win it. Um, yeah, so I, I just felt like uh, it was it was fun, but. I, I kind of expected more. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I thought the right person won. I thought it was amazing. Isa, <laughs> which one of us is crazy, Raj or me? You were you not distracted by the giant golden toilet seat? Because that's the first thing I saw, and I could not take my eyes off of it. I liked. I, listen, the match was what it was, and it was fun, and it had a lot of crazy spots. Keith Lee fell in what seemed like slow motion. I couldn't stop laughing at that. <laughs> like, I don't know why his fall looked like it was in slow motion. I was happy for Warlow. I wanted Warlow to win. But at the same time, like Raj said, what are you doing with Keith Lee here then? Because he should have not even been in the match to begin with. But super excited for Warlow. And I think Warlow should go on 
and beat Sammy Guevara for the TNT title when he gets his title shot. Warlow is so over right now. You have to do everything right with him right now because he's got all the momentum in the world. I do think you got the right winner, but looking at the matches, comparing it to the last two matches that I just watched, was this my favorite so far? No, it wasn't. I think the tag team match will still you know, rank a little bit higher based on where we're at in the show at this point. The only thing I felt was I thought the TNT title for Wardlow is a step down. Like he's kind of in the world title echelon, I feel like now with this this uh, feud with MJF. I feel like that's beyond the TNT title. And um, so I almost felt like he didn't need this win. Um, his, mm-hmm. his, his feud with MJF, that's a main event feud regardless. This I disagree. I disagree. I think I think you think it needs a TNT title involved. I, no, I well, I think one, I think just about Keith Lee, I think it's so obvious they're going Keith Lee versus Hobbs that it's okay. And I think the way they got eliminated doesn't make them look weak because they got thrown over the side of a stage. So it's not like they got punked. I mean, they got thrown off a stage to get slowed down. And I, I think Wardlow he's he's been a, a lackey for three years. So to just ju- I don't think jumping up to the world title is necessary. I think the fact that he's just getting wins and getting a title opportunity. Plus we know MJF's going to be none too happy about it. So that'll be the story. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you need the world title on him. I think that you can have him have this opportunity. And I think that him winning the TV title or the TNT title is going to be just driving MJF up a wall. I think it'll be great. The issue here is that, MJF, while getting himself over as the best heel in wrestling, also got Warlow over as the biggest baby face in AEW, you know? So it's, it's such a weird combination because when you asked me before tonight, I wanted MJF to be the person to dethrone Adam Page. And if that's the direction that you want to go, then you probably want to keep Warlow far away from that title. So there, there's so many so many people included, so many numbers and pieces to move in these puzzles that we see where it goes. But to Rash points, I remember seeing when, when, when I saw the ladder match, and it was for the TNT title, before in, any names were involved, I was like, but why? The TNT title wasn't even defended on the pay-per-view, so it's like, why would you want a shot at that? So it's not who won, it's they got, who the winner should have gotten a world title shot just out of default. And, and, and- I, 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 say, I, I will admit that it is a little silly. You have to win this match for a title. That's kind of an open challenge title. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that I will. So I will admit like you could just not be in the match and say, I challenge you and then get a, get a match instead. Yeah. I will Keith going to but... come out on rampant and dynamite and be like, okay, I challenge you. And Sammy Guevara is going to accept like Brock Lesnar got in the elimination chamber after winning the rumble. Like it's going to be something like that. <laughs> If I'm Sammy Guevara, I am not defending the title against Keith Lee. Yeah, but you know, there are some that titles day. that that bring feuds down. Um in the sense that, like, look, if if uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar it was for the 24-7 title, you know, that's not a you know what I mean. And granted, that's a, a huge <laughs> exaggeration. But what I what I mean is like if the if the title is not living up to the uh the personalities. Then it's then it brings it down, and you know it, it's like when Triple H and Batista. I know the Wardlow MJF thing is compared to Triple H and Batista. If Triple H and Batista was for the Intercontinental Title, it wouldn't have made Batista the the star as it was with the World Title. So anyway, well, Ryan O'Toole says uh, in the chat, "Solid show." Page rocks. Thoughts on Sunday pay per views? I hate them. My friends won't come over because they work Mondays. <laughs> 
You know, I'm becoming a bit of a believer in the Saturday. I mean, I guess I liked them when they first started happening, but I'm definitely more of a believer in the Saturday pay-per-view right now. How do you guys feel? Uh, I, I, I go I go back and forth. It's just a short pay-per-view. I don't mind it on a Sunday because I like doing other things on Saturdays, but long pay-per-views definitely keep them for Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally like the Sunday ones better just because we usually have plans on on Saturdays and uh you know I have two nights a week with my daughters so I'd like to do some but that's just it's just a uh uh if you know. if you're like, trying to balance to family life but whatever yeah. sure whatever. <laughs> if you're traveling to the event uh I think right. Saturdays are just perfect oh, for sure Saturday Absolutely. pay-per-views are perfect if you're actually attending live especially if you had to do some traveling but yeah I go back and forward yeah. this long of a pay-per-view on a Sunday it's a bit of a boss skill. You know what's the best? <laughs> Which I, uh, I've yeah. really found great was the uh, when they did Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. When Elimination Chamber. We were done at what four p.m. Yeah, on a Saturday? you have your, the night is your oyster, and <laughs> you know, honestly, it does kind of feel like a football game. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna watch the. Sh- I'm gonna watch the, the, you know, like the football game, and then after it's done, I'm gonna go do some other stuff. Yeah, it, it actually is kind of nice in the middle of the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah we're old i guess we're old. <laughs> i know <laughs> we're all curmudgeons we're, yes. uh, alejandro says i saw the ring is that sonic uses yeah I i've heard saw a lot. A hemorrhoid. it was a hemorrhoid pillow that's what that was i thought you could at least make it like thinner like more like a hula hoop if you're gonna go that way <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've had a tailbone injury and i've had to wear one of those so. <laughs> But I, was it golden, Raj? It wasn't. I was. It's Raj. Was of cheap. course, it was golden. I got yeah. I got the I'm, blue dis- one. I'm, I'm disappointed <laughs> if you didn't get a golden one. <laughs> <laughs> well, real quick thing happened. Uh, the realist Swerve has signed with AEW. I feel like this was rumored for a while, and like pretty dead set locked in is happening for a while. But this made it official. I am a huge fan of Swerve, so I'm going to ask you guys what you think, but I will only accept positive answers. Raj, you go first. Love it. I think he's got a ton of potential. I think he's, uh, I think he's great. I think it's a, a great signing. Again, we saw Jay Lethal at the last pay-per-view, right? Um, it's how they follow up. I mean, has Jay Lethal wrestled on Dynamite since that first match with Sammy Guevara? I don't think he has. Oh, yeah, like once. Yeah. Yeah, he had a weird thing where he, like, I think kind of filled in for Leo Rush after Leo Rush left with um, uh, Ricky the... Starks. He had a feud with Ricky but Starks. But that was on Rampage, bought... right? Not on Dynamite. It was like a few weeks ago where he was like, when, because Leo Rush was like working with, uh, what was uh, Dante Martin? And then like right. Leo Rush left, and then like Jay Lethal kind of semi, like quasi filled in, and then he disappeared. Yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure so... that dynamite because i didn't cover it and we cover rampage so i i'm pretty sure it was dynamite the one with ricky starks okay i i thought I, for some reason i think that was rampage uh, that because uh, he did the sammy Guevara one on dynamite with the tnt title um and um i just think you know you, you i just hope it's not one of these names that you bring in that has a ton of potential that's just kind of pushed aside very quickly i'd like to see more of a focus given on some of these new talents coming in um, that that it's like if you have a big name in WWE, then 
you're getting more of a shot, but these other guys aren't quite yet. You know, like he was in NXT, he wasn't quite the the big name in WWE. Um, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see where they go with it. But you know, I, I, I think he's a great signing. I think he's tons of talent. He's got charisma. He's just got everything. I, I always believe that with AEW, one of the things they do really well is they do like the long-term storytelling. They make things, they drag things out and they kind of build anticipation things. Like the Wardlow MJF thing feels like it's been building up for three years. But the problem with that is, is when someone comes in, it's hard to find a spot for them because you're like, well, we already got all this stuff going. That's going to be another two years. So right. it's, there's the pros and cons to it, I think, but. Uh, Joel Wood in the chat says AEW is flawless at making debuts feel special. They are equally as inept at following up on those debuts. If Swerve is on <laughs> dark in a month, this is pointless. Yeah. Uh, and that, that I love that comment because that is my issue. I know you said positive, positive responses only. I thought he came <laughs> out with mad swag. I was like, he looks like a star. The crowd mm-hmm. was behind him, but I am having such a hard time getting excited for these debuts until I see the follow-up because you get hyped and then there's such a lack of follow-up that I'm going to reserve my comments and see how he is booked and treated. I do know he has a lot of things coming up in, in other promotions. I do know that, so I'm excited for him. I think with Swerve, one of the reasons I'm, I'm bullish on him and I'd, I'd buy Swerve stock right now is I think with a, with AW they want you to come up with your own stuff, and I feel like he's the kind of guy that comes up with his own stuff and has plans and has things going on. And maybe I'm wrong. We'll see in a few few months. But um, I think if you if you're able to translate your charisma, you know, on camera, like um, uh, you know, uh, the acclaimed, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna get more TV time. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Um, Max so, Caster. I mean, he's just. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> right. He's awesome. Yeah. So uh, speaking of translating charisma onto the screen, uh, Ty Conti took on Jade Cargill for the TBS championship and dressed like um, in a Mortal Kombat outfit that so money she was able to give Mark Sterling a jacket made of the stuff the TBS champion took on Ty Conti and Anna Jay. There's lots of shenanigans throughout this match and Ty Conti uses Anna Jay as a shield to stay in it before hitting a pile driver that made Jade Cargill the same height as Ty Conti for a little bit there. But uh, uh, the champ powers through and finds a way to defeat her challenger. We said it already. I think Jade Cargill is just a force of nature. I think she, the thing that I think the only thing holding her back is that she is such a force of nature. It's hard to put her in the ring and feel like the other person has any chance at all. Uh, Issa, tell me about Jade Cargill and Ty Conti. I love Jade Cargill. She's the it after. I don't she can't i like i think she can i think she's improving but even if jay cargill just stood there and pinned girls without making a move i will still watch her that's how good she is that's how great she looks this was fun i think that ty conti was a very credible contender for her if you know ty's background and and like all of her you know skills that she has i mean she was fighting for a world title in the last pay-per-view so i i liked putting ty out there i i i love the match i love the kiss i thought the kiss was great Mm -hmm. So overall, I have fun, but the right person won. I'm getting very invested in this Jay Cargill streak. 
They're doing mm -hmm. a great job at selling it. She's doing a great job at every time, every win that Jay gets, you can see the confidence go up and the ego go get bigger. And I'm just, I am living for her. I, I'm, I'm loving everything that Jay Cargill is doing. So you are right. There are champions that are over because Jay can do no wrong in my eyes right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's fantastic. I, you know, I mean, this wasn't Flair Steamboat. If you think someone who's had 25 matches or whatever she's had is, is going to be in that realm, that's you know it's right. just being mean <laughs> you know right i thought right. she just looked you know you would hear that thing about vince uh mcmahon he'd he'd talk about the airport test like someone who who just stands out and when jade cargill walks out you're just like oh, who is that you know like that's just a superstar she has mm -hmm. that like a marvel comic book superhero look and she's just i mean she has that confidence. She, she walks, you know, walks and talks and just is a superstar. And, uh, yep. you know, the day she loses, that's going to be a huge deal. So they're doing a great yeah. job with the streak. Um, yeah, I thought, you know, this was what it, it should have been. It, it was short. It wasn't long. It was, uh, she's a star. And Ty Conti's great, by the way, I don't mean to like yeah. put her down by saying, all, I think she's, she's phenomenal. But it's just that Jade Cargill, like I said, I don't know if there's anyone that I can see across the ring from Jade Cargill without me being like, Jade is just going to mop this person up. Like, Not right now. Not in AEW. No. And I think, you know, you look at WWE because they're, you know, they're into yeah. people that look like stars as opposed yes. to the, the wrestling. Uh, I mean, and that's not a knock at WWE. I just mean like. Right, right. Y y you know. Um, and. I'm sure Jade has got to be at the top of their list. Jade, MJF, Wardlow. I mean, those are, it has to be. Yeah. And they, they should be. If, if I was at WWE, I would be like, when is her contract up? How do we make right. this happen? Cause yeah, she would, she'd be main roster ready. I think right off the bat, just cause she has that presence. So yeah. um, I don't know who beats her. I don't know how long she goes undefeated. I hope she breaks Goldberg's streak. Just be undefeated <laughs> forever. Just keep on going. Don't beat her to beat her. You know, don't end the streak just to end the streak. Keep it, no. keep it going. In fact, I say make her a double champ. Have her, have her take Britt Baker's championship. Spoiler Ooh. alert. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We'd love to see it. <laughs> We'd love to see it. Uh, we uh, we get a dog collar match uh, with the old school entrance for the new challenger to CM Punk. The two are chained together and the bell rings and the fight begins as Punk says, I'm not letting Adam Page do all the bleeding. Uh, it costs him, though, as the blood gets in his eyes and MJF chokes Punk out and puts him in the salt of the earth. But Punk fights on as he always does. The tapestry of the ring is painted with the life force of the competitors as Punk hits a tombstone on the ring apron. But MJF says this isn't violent enough. So let's add some thumbtacks. After some back and forth, eventually CM Punk is superplexed onto the pile of push pins. When that doesn't do the job, Max calls to Wardlow like a child calling for his mom. And when Wardlow forgets what pocket he put the ring in, MJF gets a GTS and falls dead center on the heap of pain, getting hoisted up by the collar and with a final act of defiance spits in punk's face and mjf gets dynamite decked and pinned by his one-time hero cm punk jack the fact that you completely skipped over cm punk's entrance hurts my heart i mean come on you were over here talking earlier you were trying to prove rashron about roh being a thing and you ignored that jack come on <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
walk us walk us through it. He said, "Tell us, uh, tell walk us through." Uh, I don't and, know because I didn't thing. watch ROH. I didn't know what was <laughs> happening, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, I you know when I watched ROH back in the day, I would just watch the matches. I didn't know all the entrances, so um, yeah, you know, like I knew Brian Danielson had the final countdown. Uh, but CM Punk, you know, when the music came started, I was like, this sounds like a Terminator ripoff. It was like, dun, 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 dun. but uh, <laughs> it took me. It took me when people brought it up. I said, like, oh yeah, that's his ROH entrance. I think it was because I hadn't heard the song. I don't know if you experienced that as well, Rush. I hadn't heard the song in so long. Once I saw the attire and, and he did right. all the, the gestures, I was like, oh, so we're getting ROH CM Punk. It just right. took me a second, but I still found it the coolest. I was like, maybe he's going Super Saiyan mode, and that's why he changed the entrance. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, again, it's um, something for the hardcores. I mean, I went... <laughs> I had tweeted, oh, is this a Terminator remix? What's going on here? And man, people got pissed. Like, <laughs> Freaking clown, you don't know his ROH entrance. And it's like, no. The worst thing you can do is let wrestling fans know you haven't watched every single minute of pro wrestling ever. Oh, jeez. Yeah, or <laughs> you don't know the themes from yeah. 20 yeah. years ago. Worst thing you can do. Well, Don't ever can, let them know. Tell them, if you tell them you're a newer fan and, and your favorites are not your, you know, their favorites are not your favorite, it's over. You're done for. Yeah. What? <laughs> Bruno San Martino isn't your favorite wrestler of all time? <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember the who was that team? The Dicks, the Dicks, their original theme. You don't remember their Dicks theme? <laughs> oh my god! I I I really I I love this field. I think like when you look at AEW and you think, wow, we have four months to build up fields before the next pay per view. This one did that. The rest didn't feel like they did that. A lot of these fields felt like they were built between the last week or two, where it's like, what the hell do you wait four months for then? Not here. I find this to be one of the best non-title fields we have seen a long I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe it's because I'm a very big MJF fan. I'm very vocal about it. Maybe I wanted to see MJF win the blood. It, it was everything that I wanted. But I still felt like I wanted more at the end. And maybe that makes me a very sick individual because these guys almost bled to death, went through thumbtacks, and I'm still like, I think I wanted more. I don't know what was missing. Something just didn't click, but it didn't make me not enjoy the match. It was just very, very hard to watch. This is why I like wardlow going after the tnt title because you have mjf just lost to his hero now the guy that used to answer to his beck and call has a title shot it may not be the big one but one of their stocks is going up one of their stocks is going down and regardless of what that is even if it's the 24 7 title it's going to eat at mjf and you can tell that it's going to get to him and fester with him and that's what's going to get him to come back and really hate Wardlow, it doesn't even matter what the title is, I don't think. It's just that you're doing well and I'm not. That's not fair. And I think that's where it's going. That's why I think it's okay that it's not the the world title. But you keep trying to bring that up. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna go back to it. <laughs> So it needs to be a world title, or not, not the TNT title. No. <laughs> um, you know what? I, you know, I, I'm sure there's people that love this match. I, this was the part of the show that I thought it slowed down. Like I, I was starting to like look at my clock. I'm like, I thought it was Punk, a very long match. I don't know what the time long. was. It was very long. And I just felt like it didn't. But the crowd was kind of quiet for a lot of it. Um, just felt like the heat was kind of. Not there. I, I I didn't think this was great. I thought it was good, but this was one of the matches I was most looking forward to, and I thought it was, yeah. And and I also thought, look, I'm not a big fan of bloodbaths in general. If you're a fan of bloodbaths, great for you. That's you know that's your thing. My my style of wrestling, what got me into wrestling, was not bloody stuff. But every was, now and then, I think the it, it works. Entrance theme. That's what got you into it. What's that? The Dick's entrance theme. That's right. The Dick's. The Dick's is what got me into wrestling. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, I, I, you know, I think one of the best examples of, of blood in wrestling was uh, Stone Cold against Bret Hart at uh, WrestleMania 13. It added so much to that drama where Bret, you know, where Austin wouldn't quit. So I look, my personal thing. I'm not a big fan of blood, but if you are, that's good. But he's bleeding right off the bat, and he's a bloody right. mess. And it was just like you didn't let it build to it. It, mm-hmm. it like it was like he was bleeding right off the bat, and I just. But they that... did a good job at selling the fact that he had a fresh wound in his forehead because we just saw him bleed, which is the whole point. I'm sure. a person. I like violence. I wake <laughs> up in the morning. I choose violence. But we literally just saw him all blooded up on Wednesday. He cut the promo full of blood on Friday. And then two minutes into the match, he's full of blood again. So maybe it was a little bit of too much blood and not in an unnecessary way, because that's what you expect from this type of match. But it's just like, okay, so we just saw CM Punk. I hope he getting a blood transfusion right now because he's lost a lot of blood, technically speaking, throughout the last week. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just didn't feel as effective because of that. Because he he had right. been a bloody mess just on a couple nights ago. So um, exactly, I personally like the the specific attacks. Like like CM Punk was going for MJF's hand and and MJF going for CM Punk's knee. I thought that was more efficient than the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think what what happened here because I'm kind of with both of you on this. I, I like what they were planning, but because the bleeding happened so early in the match, it felt like they kind of went from a one to a nine and then they hovered at a nine for the whole thing instead of that slowly amping up. Now, right. with, without the blood, if the blood came in later, I do like the storytelling of the attack in the hand and the knee and that kind of stuff. But if you start with just that and then the blood came and then the thumbtacks and it felt like it was progressing, I think the pacing right. would have felt different as opposed to Everyone's a bloody mess. Now we're going to wrestle in bloody mess for a little bit. Because once the bleeding starts, you're like, okay, we're almost there, right? And then you're kind of just like waiting and waiting. And and I think that's why it felt long. Because it did feel a little bit long. The match should have a long match based on the story. But it was also a little bit like, okay, are we done yet? Are we done yet? Are we done? I mean, I was just getting bored. And uh, But I thought the way they did the Wardlow thing was brilliant. Like, yes, with the ring, I thought that was awesome. Any the fans popped. I mean, that they they came back alive. They were going crazy for that. I thought that was awesome. And so by the end, it was back. You know. Yeah, but, the contacts yeah. were a great addition, and there was a couple of like, 
I think it was MJF who hit CM Punk with the chain, and you can see the chain marked on his back. I love that visual. There was a lot of things that worked here. I, I, yeah, I, I get I get squeamish every time I see the tax. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. I was I was getting angry. Nobody was falling on it. I'm like, come on, somebody put somebody through that on his ass when he took that first shot. <laughs> like it was right on his ass. Even the ref when they're counting, I'm like, count carefully. Like don't slam your hand down. What if you lay, what if you actually slap a tack? But uh, Jack, he had gloves on. They're not gonna. They're like plastic gloves. I'd be the most like timid like counter just to be safe. Uh, one, two, one. Okay. You just you just do it in the air. Yeah. One, yeah. Uh, Dean in the chat says, "Marked out big time for the Ring of Honor entrance. Keep it." Um, really? You think that's no, better than cult of personality? Cold of personality is an all timer. I don't it's know. It's an all time, yeah. Um, Joel Wood in the chat says Wardlow turn was great. Loved the match. Hated MJF losing with Jericho Wait, at don't. all out. How many blow off matches is MJF going to lose? Um, you know, I, I was kind of thinking it's good he lost because if he won, how do you not give him a world title shot next? I don't know where he goes if he wins, but now he can, like, because if he won, why would he feud with Wardlow? He'd be like, I won. I'm going for the title. Yeah, but this always happens to NJF. You're giving a big wing and you take it back right away. And it's BS for us NJF fans. There are some of us out here. Come on. MJF should be champion, in my opinion. Yes. Thank you, Rob. He will be. He will be. I I think he'll be the one to beat Adam Page, actually. Yeah. Um, That's my prediction. It's not a spoiler because I'm wrong with predictions all the time. Uh, So... (laughs) (laughs) So we go to the women's championship and Thunder Rosa uh, entered the battle with yet another entry into her awesome entrance attire collection while Britt Baker, not to be outdone, entered with a new beautiful looking championship belt. And the crowd was just as fired up about this match as the competitors seemed to be as they went after each other right away and went through their greatest hits in their rivalry with some reversals along the way. They trade shots and trade submissions and trade pins before an avalanche air raid crash. It it was not enough. Thunder Rosa hits a tombstone straight from, I'm guessing, the graveyard of Tijuana. No doubt, but it was also not enough. Eventually, Britt Baker curb stomps Thunder Rosa's face first onto the new championship, but Thunder Rosa will not be denied. She reverses a lockjaw attempt and spears Rebel in half to the outside, takes out Jamie Hayter, and gets curb stomped again. And it's one stomp too many as Britt Baker retains and remains your AEW champion, Raj. You tweeted something, and we're just going to jump right into it. She kicked out of a curb stomp onto the title. How do you feel about that? I hate it. Uh, you know, And then she beats her with a curb stomp, not on the title. <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, I, I just think stuff like that, you're going you're getting too cute by half. I, I just feel like I know people love false finishes and things like that, but at I some do. point they got to make sense. And when you're doing that, I, I just think it's gone too far, but I, I do got to say, I, I did really like the match until that point. I thought, uh, Brett Baker and Thunder Rosa, they have real chemistry. I felt like this was late in the show. So the crowd was still not quite woken back up yet. Um, th- that might have hurt it a little bit, but I thought Britt looked fantastic. I thought Thunder Rose was awesome. Uh, so I thought the match was really good. It just didn't quite have the heat, but uh, it was. I thought it was good outside of that uh, kickout. I agree with you. I feel like if it would have made a world of difference, by the way, if they just switched which curb stomp had the belt under it. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, Dean in the chat says the ref ruined this and Britt has lost her steam. Isa, I want to ask you, has Britt lost her steam? Uh, yes, that's a little bit. Yeah, I I have a lot to say. I hated the placement of this match. It's your women's world title match and you place it after the biggest match that everybody was looking forward to. Horrible placement. Number two, you have what? 10,000 YouTube shows. You have Rampage. You have Dynamite. You have a pre-show and you never tell us that you're debuting a brand new title. There was yeah, people okay. that I thought I missed that. Yeah, did yeah we, no, there was, was people. Still, yeah. Justin Lopez, good friend of the show. He tweeted me and said, I didn't realize there was a new belt until I saw you tweet about it. You make all these announcements and you have no, you take no time to even talk to Britt Baker backstage on the pre-show and the buy-in and just let her show this beautiful belt, which is beautiful, by the way. I love it. Yeah. I hated the other AEW Women's yes. Championship. Massive. Hated upgrade. the way, yeah, hated the way they booked Britt Baker here because... Britt Baker needs to be able to beat Thunder Rosa clean because Thunder Rosa does have a win, even though it doesn't count, does have a win over Britt Baker. So if you're going to have Britt finally beat her, let her beat her. All of these things going on, the ref pulling the same mistake with the distractions, I just didn't like it. These women, maybe it's because they had the bar for Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker was up here. There was no way they were going to outdo what they already did, unless you did a no DQ match with them. And they were able to go at it the same way they did back then. So I didn't like it. I don't think this did anything for Britt Baker. Hated that they didn't announce the title, the, the new title. Hated the placement of this match. Happy that Britt retained because I do like Britt Baker. I think she's one of the faces of AW. But I had so many issues with this. Uh, listen, I could go on all night. That makes sense. Actually, you're changing my opinion now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, I, I when they when they said the new women's title, and I was like, okay, again, I, I missed Rampage, so I didn't know if maybe it was announced uh, earlier, and I missed it. But yeah, so it was just out of the blue, I guess. It was actually really. I, I don't like to talk about like production stuff because I feel like sometimes things just happen. But it was kind of bad production in the sense that Britt Baker's walking out and they're like, yeah, and look at that new title, but her name like graphic is over the title as they're saying it's like i can't even see the title as you're telling me for the first time she has a new then they title send that a tweet. they send that a tweet take a look at the beautiful new title and it's just like the title really is like me. like you make a big hype out of some silly announcements and you can't even take two minutes in all of your programming for this all right they they like they yeah and it was probably one of the biggest upgrades in title design i've seen in a long time but i, I want to say brian barry in the chat says are they running out of contenders for brit for me that's kind of the thing i don't know at this point <laughs> like she's she's beat i felt like her I, she's been champion for like a year now i feel like that story has now been i love her as a champion but i i've seen it <laughs> like they're I, not I, running like, out of contenders they haven't built up any you have a very diverse right. big women's division in there you're just not putting any time into anyone but jade that's yeah. what you say when you say let her hold hold the two belts not a bad idea but then she's just gonna hold them hostage both you know like you, you can play around with this one but they have to work on their women's division maybe um, this tournament coming up will help with that, but they have to work on the women's division because Thunder Rosa was the only person that I thought was credible to beat Britt Baker, and you completely just messed that up tonight. So I don't even know anymore. But Jade, Jade versus Britt would be huge, I think. Yeah, that would be massive. Yeah. But it's a it it feels like it'd be a bit early to do a title versus title, kind right? Of yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, a unification. 
you got to do it at WrestleMania. All right. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm doing it a couple weeks later. Right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I feel like I like both people. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would have rather seen Thunder Rosa win and then seen Britt Baker find out what Britt Baker is without the title at this point. But. I needed Thunder Rosa to win or Britt Baker to beat her clean and put that behind her and be able to come out and kind of like brag about finally being able to prove the one thing that she hasn't been able to overcome this last year. But they, they didn't do either one of those things, and it just didn't do anybody any favors. Nightmare Knee asks, where's Ruby Soho? So Fan Ruby. fest. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of in that, that spot where she's lost to both. I think she lost to both Baker and Cargill. So now she needs to find a, a rivalry that's not tied to a title. Yeah. Um, Cause I'd say Serena Deeb's the only one that's like, she's like doing a lot of stuff that's non-title, but she's also a bad guy. So why would she face either of those two? Well, I mean, and, and this is also, uh, this isn't a knock. This is actually a credit to how deep AEW's roster is. When you think about how many people were not on that show. Um, yeah. I mean, they they have a stacked roster, so yeah. They Oh, I they definitely that. have the, a stacked roster. It's just they kind of, let like uh, every October, Abaddon shows up for a Halloween. I see a lot of people. I see a lot of people in our chat mentioning that Thunder Rosa will win it in San Antonio because they have a San Antonio show coming up. Then it has to be a steel cape match or something where there can be any distractions. It's the only way that you might be able to save this a little. It it seems a little bit like if they have another one, it'll be like, finally, it won't feel like, because it'll, it'll be like their fourth match, won't it? It feels like they've had a ton of them. Yeah, but I feel like they have they have a certain chemistry where I feel like they could be like the the Trish and Lita from back in the day, where That's this is the the AEW feud, you know, where not not one is necessarily better than the other. They just kind of go back and forth, but I feel like they can do that with them. I don't know. Yeah, but I I, I don't like you know when you have a top star beating them. But I you know I think Thunder Rosa in you know in San Antonio makes sense. Uh, Brian Barry in the chat says a question: This whole Wardlow and MJF storyline is like Batista and Triple H storyline. Yeah, instead of the thumbs down, they did the the ring, and you they know, did the, the pinky down. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we move on to Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Uh, this match starts as the crowd calls for violence, and these two fellows are up to give it to them. These guys are just laying it in, and eventually, these guys decide it's their turn to bleed. Insert a crimson mask cliche here as they start beating the snot out of each other a bit more. Danielson locks in the label lock and Mox literally scratches and crawls to the rope. Mox then kicks his way into a bulldog choke on Danielson. The Aberdeen dragon fights out of it and chokes Mox, punching Mox in the face at the same time. And in an act of strategic desperation, Mox bridges over and pins Brian Danielson for the one, two, three. But they're not done. They keep fighting until William Regal shows up and restores order by dishing out five-finger slaps to the face and convincing them to tag team. But he did not, however, say war games. Uh, Raj. <laughs> Raj, um, so this is a match that uh, I think this was a, a stellar match. But for me, this is where I started to feel the length of the show. Um how did you feel if you saw this earlier in the show or if you saw this uh, maybe on a show that wasn't as long, did you like the match? I thought they, 
uh, work their asses off. But I'm, I'm with you at this point. In, uh, th- this was the match I was most excited about. This was my main event, you know, like the, the mm-hmm. one I was really looking forward to. And uh, I thought it was really, really, really good. But again, I thought the crowd was pretty tired by this point. It didn't have that much heat. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was really good still. And um, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, again, if the show is an hour shorter, I think it would have had a lot more heat and it would have been a lot more. Uh, 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 the crowd would have been a lot more into it. But because when you have these guys and the biggest pop is William Regal coming out, you know, war games. <laughs> It's war games. Blood and guts. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, again, that shouldn't be the biggest pop. But anyway. Issa, do you think that William Regal is a difference maker? Oh, yeah, 1,000%. I got so excited when I saw him. I want to know where he was when Jericho needed a, to give out a handshake because he didn't show up for that. Also, at the end, I personally think that Hangman Page shook Adam Cole's hand because he don't want none of that William Regal smoke. He's not having that slap. So (laughs) (laughs) William Regal's in the back. He's like, "Eh." (laughs) he like grabbed the the limb hand of Adam Cole. Like I'm not dealing with that, buddy. Listen, I do. I I love seeing Regal. I think he's, he's a, he's going to make a difference. We'll see how they book him. Is he, you know, the whole evolution. I'm super shy earlier. Have me very curious about it. I think if maybe you would have put the dog match, um, the dog color match opening the show, then maybe this match would have had a bigger, a bigger moment just because we just saw blood like what two matches ago, we saw all this violence and then these guys are trying to kind of simulate some kind of violence in just a good old regular match after all the violence we've seen throughout the night. Or maybe these two should have opened the show. I don't know. I feel like putting it so close to the dark color match hurt it because I was very excited for this match. It was the second one that I was looking forward to the most. But I love seeing them. They said they were going to bleed together and they accomplished that. What else can we ask for? Talk about friendship. Bleeding yes. together. Uh, now, Raj, now... Th- it- the assumption right off the top is that this that he might be like a manager of these two, but doesn't it seem a little like you're overdoing it when you have two of the better talkers in AEW on a tag team adding a manager to them? Well, I mean, you did have, you know, Flair with Triple H and Randy Orton. That's true. Uh, yeah, and granted, Randy Orton wasn't a great promo back then, but still, you know, um, you had Paul Heyman managing CM Punk at one point where that's true punk didn't really need a manager but you know yeah look regal's not wrestling um he's not a he's not a difference maker in the sense of well, tv he's slapping. what's that he, you better be careful I he said, will slap you in the face. <laughs> no no so what i was gonna say is as a tv ratings kind of guy he's not a difference maker but as far as helping people backstage yeah. helping wrestlers you know uh learn the craft and everything yeah absolutely he, he can be so uh i i don't see any company wouldn't want to have william regal so i, I it was i thought it was really good i, I thought the match itself again I, I i just i thought it was good but not uh i, I thought this was going to be the match of the year for me but uh, it, it didn't quite hit that level but it was there was, it was so great. many gimmick matches and so many no dqs and so much things that we've seen up to this point in the show that just seeing a regular match with a little blood just doesn't have the same 
right. impact of everything that we sing throughout the night. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I do want to say, because I'm a huge fan of NXT UK, and so I feel like I'm one of the, the few people that like to wave the banner of NXT UK. This match, if you take the blood out of it, felt a lot like a lot of the matches in NXT UK where they're very hard hitting and all their moves are like, they're not violent, but they're like, all their punches are really hard. All their hits are really hard. All their slams are really hard. Uh, and it feels very competitive like that. That's what NXT UK is like. So if you like this match, you should give NXT UK a, a, a shot. Um, Brian Barry in the chat says, Raj, how is Orange Cassidy? You know what? Where is my phone? <laughs> I should And I was asking about that earlier. Um, uh, the scrums are going on right now, also on our YouTube channel. And uh, we were going to ask Tony Khan about that. So we should have something uh, soon. I think he's fine. It seemed like he he was uh, not silly, but he should be okay. But that that was just from he wasn't stretchered out or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully he's okay. Um, we had a as we as we power through, we have a six man tag team match: Andrade, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy versus Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting. Fun brawl with action and trash cans all over the place. Fun stuff with the ne'er-do-wells trying to use the numbers game, but Sammy hits a Spanish fly off the top of the staging and through a table. Crazy-haired Sting dies off a ledge through a table, and Darby Allen hits a death drop through a, t- uh, a chair. The heroes win. Uh, this, again, if, if it wasn't, a, if we weren't on like hour four, I think this is a perfect match to separate before the main event. Issa, did you... Um, Again, well, let's put aside the fact that this is a long show at this point. Uh, just on its own, how did you like this being kind of right before the main event? I I love this match a lot more than what I anticipated I would. I have forgotten about this match. I know you said don't mention the long show, but I remember yeah. thinking after Mox and Brian, I'm like, oh my God, there's another match before the main event. So I got a little annoyed. But then you get this Darby entrance. They always put so much effort into it and they look so cinematic and they just went at it, and it was the perfect length. This match didn't feel too long. I don't know if they cut it, maybe because of times. I don't know if this is what was scheduled to be. Andrade looked like a beast. Sting is a crazy grandpa. Overall, <laughs> this was fun. I had a great time watching this. And listen, I'm here. I'll never, for a good I'll time. never unsee Sting as crazy grandpa. Now I'm just. Gonna <laughs> <say>. <laughs> this was a lot of fun, and I, I don't remember this storyline being this hyped so they over delivered this match was super fun again if this wasn't on such a long show i bet this was fantastic if this was a like on dynamite i'd be like what a great main event for dynamite uh but raj any thoughts on this one oh i agree i I loved it i you know and again i thought uh, correct me if i'm wrong if you guys disagree but i thought this match had the crowd more into it than the previous two you know, with Punk and uh, MJF and with uh, Moxley and, and Danielson, which I forgot, you know, w- when this match came up, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a snack. I'm just, you know, I don't have to pay that close attention. And then right. once it started, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. It was yeah. fun the whole way through. Sting just looked like he was saying uh, a big, you know, F you to the people who thought he was done years ago. And he yeah. just was awesome. I mean, Sting was the star of this match. Matt Hardy, he slipped. You know, I feel like uh, he's 
we're getting Jeff coming in. So hopefully that'll be a rebirth because he's right. He's kind of where he was in WWE when people criticize his WWE booking. It's just kind of an under mid card guy. So we'll see. I I thought everyone came out looking good. I I thought to myself after this, first off, I love Sting. I'm going to love Sting forever. And he's another one of those guys. I don't care. He'll be 150 and I'll be like, Sting. But Andrade, (laughs) I thought, did himself a lot of flavors. He looked incredible. And I was thinking... I know that he's not got doesn't got a lot of stuff going on right now, but they should have him just in the ring more often. I was thinking, I know he's not lined up for it, but he's the kind of guy that should have the TNT title and taking open challenges and just having banger matches every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Issa, you agree? Yeah, yeah, I do, and I never thought that I would. I'm not the biggest Sting fan, but I have really been enjoying everything that he's doing in in AEW, and I thought he looked incredible tonight. Sting is undefeated, right? In AEW, yeah, he's the next to challenge Adam Page. <laughs> Who uh, no, he's gonna challenge him. Jade, he's gonna break Jade's streak, streak versus streak. <laughs> no, that'd be so great. He comes out, he's like, No, no, Page, I want to challenge the real world champion in AEW, Jade Cargill. <laughs> and then, if Jade you have Cargill, someone beat Sting, who, who do you have beat Sting? I feel like that's an MJF kind of person that beats yeah. Sting. Someone who just, and then just rubs it in our faces forever. Ah, um, I like it. Andrew Young in the chat says, did Matt botch the ending? Darby barely hit the coffin drop on Hardy. I thought Darby botched the ending. Like he didn't go far enough. I mean, if we're talking it from Matt's point of view, technically he's supposed to roll out of the way, isn't he? Come on. I mean, he was, it was just defense. Just didn't get out of there fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah it yeah, was the ending it was, was a little botched it was a small yeah. enough thing for me where i it didn't really bother me i was yeah, the match was point. such a good time that i'm not gonna nitpick on the ending right. yeah uh we get to the end of the show the rainbow clad cowboy came to defend his title against his old friend adam cole baby they go through their usual repertoire before cole decides it's time for Paige to learn learn how to boot cole in the face power bomb him on the apron and moonsault to the outside so cole decides to return the favor by super kicking Paige a couple times and putting Paige in a cross face. These two know each other well and are reversing moves, hitting moves, and going for the win, but it's not enough to get the win. So Red Dragon comes on scene, and Cole hits a Panama Sunrise to the outside, kicks Paige square in the yam bag, and hits another Panama Sunrise and a knee to the back of a head for the ultimate near fall, but Paige tries to fight back, but... Cole seems to have his number super kicking him like crazy. And in an act of desperation, Paige hits the dead eye through a table as the dark order arrives to chase off red dragon. After a bevy of super kicks, Paige hits the last call and then the buckshot lariat to retain his title in another war with one of the world's best Raj. People keep saying they're not buying Adam page as the champion, but he's beaten Kenny Omega. He's beaten Brian Danielson. He's beaten Lance Archer. And now he's beaten Adam Cole, baby. What does this guy got to do to earn the title of being a legit world champion? You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I I almost wonder if AEW is kind of like a a heel promotion with the champions. It feels like it's best when the heels are the champions. And then you have a baby face, you know, chasing like you had back in WCW back in the day with Mm -hmm. Ric Flair and, and, and guys like that. I, I just feel like once the baby face wins the title, I don't know. It, I guess Moxley would be the exception, but outside of that, I don't know. Mox has always been kind of on the gray area too. Like sure. I mean, he's not a he's he's not a bad guy, but he's also not the nicest of nice guys either. Right? Yeah, yeah. And maybe 
that's what hangman needs is more of a edge or something but uh I, I, you know i like the match i thought adam cole was great um but right off the bat the the fans were more into adam cole coming out in the entrances than hangman page and i think uh i just think there's something lacking with hangman's title reign and um i just don't I, think that adam page has had that sorry to interrupt you but i don't think he's had sure. that win that goes oh my god this guy is it he's had he's gone against the guys right but this one could have been it but they built adam cole horribly and then everybody else was involved it wasn't like a one-on-one i'm gonna beat you to prove that i'm better than you with brian he couldn't get it done the first time so maybe if he would have won being Brian right off the bat, that would have been like, oh my God, this guy is for real. I haven't seen that define the victory outside of Omega. I've seen great matches, but I haven't seen that holy shit, this guy is our champion moment from Adam Page yet. Yeah, and I think also just from a storytelling aspect, you know, you look at his feud with Danielson. Danielson was the one that was the most entertaining in that feud. He's the one that's doing all the promos. He's beating up Page's friends. Uh, you know, with Paige and uh, Lance Archer, same thing. Lance Archer is kind of the more interesting in that feud. And he, he just so far, he hasn't been the more interesting one in the feud with Adam right. Cole. Adam Cole is the more interesting. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's the baby face heel dynamic or, or what. But, um, yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, Bret Hart in 93. Like, it wasn't until Bret Hart turned heel in 97 that he was, like, the guy, the guy. And right. uh, yeah. I, I feel I feel like there's not a lot of because building up to him being the champion, there was so much story to it. And even just before it was like the Dark Order was cheering him on and they were like, we believe in you and it doesn't matter if you fail or not. And there's this big thing about it. But then once he won the title, we never really see him with the Dark Order. We don't really he only cuts promos every now and again. And it doesn't feel like we're really getting. Like even the rivalry with Adam Cole, they have a lot of stuff baked in, but it didn't feel that personal. It and, didn't and also, feel like there was a, a thing. Oh, it just felt like, oh, you're the number one contender. Okay, I'm gonna have a match with you. And also, I th- I feel like the Dark Order brings him down too. You know, if 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 Brock has you know three uh, MB coming with him to the ring, it's gonna not make him look as as powerful. You know, like uh, no one. But you know, to... sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, if it's not a main event act, it, it, I don't see it helping. And uh, the Dark Order is not a main event act. But to your, to both of your points, I see what you're saying, Raj. And to Jack's point, it's like, I don't know if you watch BTE, and I hate to bring it up again because I'm very critical of having to follow other shows to be to know what's going on on TV. Mm-hmm. But he walked up to the Dark Order this week, and he's like, are you guys sleeping with Adam Cole, which is an internal joke in the show? And it was the best freaking promo that he's cut. And I'm like, why is this guy not doing this on television? Not necessarily those words, but the intensity. And like I, I fell in love with Adam Page because of BTE, to be honest with you, and following his story through there that's not the guy that they're giving us on tv it's like if you go and watch the youtube programming against what we're seeing on tv it feels like we're seeing two complete different characters Mm -hmm. the uh the the, i think the reason the dark order worked with him in the past is because they are sort of the losers and he was like it reminded me like they're the bad news bears and he was that i can't remember the name of the good player that was on the bad news bears that uh, you know, there's like the one kid that for some reason he can't play on the good team so he has to play on the that was i always thought that was adam page but now 
and and now of course then that guy that player wants to get back at the team that he can't be on anymore but now like i said it's just it feels like every match he has is i'm the number one contender so we have a match at the pay-per-view okay and then they have the match it doesn't feel yeah. like there's that like you need someone who take it makes it personal and makes it like a like, like a blood feud like with mjf and, and cm punk and right makes it more interesting than just oh you have the title i guess i'm i guess we're gonna have a match at the pay-per-view which yeah. is kind of what yeah. this felt like and uh, you know again i i think who you're aligned with when when edge was aligned with uh you know zach Ryder and kurt hawkins it didn't elevate him it right you know it, when you're in a group if the group is weak it does not elevate you and i just think the dark order is just uh it's hurting Adam Page. The I mean, just helped Vince McMahon. <laughs> eh? <laughs> you, uh, you, you had the first Intercontinental Champion in that group, man. <laughs> I I personally like I like this match. I thought this was yeah. the best that Adam Cole has looked. I mean, it was my favorite Adam Cole match in in AEW right now, just because it just felt like it was meaningful. I loved his attire coming out. Um, I think he was paying homage to Halo. I really I I love that AEW is really just letting this guy fly with their creativity and do what they want. Pop for that every time. But there was a power bomb onto the apron in which yes. I thought that Adam Cole was literally broken in half. That looked insane. Uh, Adam Page is great at the wrestling thing. You know, when he's in yeah. the ring, I love his matches. I just wish we could see a little more character from him. And I need him to have that definitive, holy crap, win. But with that being said, you you said it. His resume is impressive so far. He has beaten a lot of very big names. And at some point, you had to stop and say, oh, wow, this guy's a big deal. But you have champions in the past that have an impressive resume and their title rings is nothing to really brag about. So, Yeah, I thought this match was – yeah. just looking at the match itself, I thought it was really good. I thought – I, I love the chant, the fans chanting, let's go, Adam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know me too. <laughs> I love it. I loved it. Um, and Adam sucks was another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I thought it was really good, and uh, yeah, I you know I I thought it was uh, I thought the last two matches uh, were very fun, and it just the the, the pay per view as a whole. I I don't I don't see how you could dislike it. It was. You have your ups and downs, but for the most part, I thought it was a home run. Yeah, I agree. I think there's, and that's why I, I feel bad saying it was long because there's nothing I look at and I go, oh, they should have taken that out. There's nothing that stands out no. as bad. It was yeah. just, there's a lot. Yeah, but to your point, and I love AW pay per views, so I love how they space them out because it really makes me look forward to them every time. I will say this time, I wouldn't take anything out, but the placement of the matches was a little bit weird. Maybe I would have changed the order, but there was something mm -hmm. that felt a little odd. This one compared to like a full gear and all out, all out was long. I was there live and I don't even remember it being that long because it was just so hyped the way that these matches were booked. So maybe it was just the placement of the matches that made it feel like it dragged on. But I love this pay-per-view and I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, like on paper, I would have thought like the Sting and Darby match could have been cut. But then when you actually watch it, it was really yeah. fun. You don't want to cut it. Right, right, <laughs> so, right. I yeah. want everything and I want it to be in a short amount of time. And I, want, right. I, want, I don't want anything cut. 
Um, Punk and MJF could have had about 20 minutes cut from that, that match. There was a couple of matches that went on that I would have cut just a couple of minutes from that, that would have probably just made things better. But like I said, I think it was a, more of a placement, not a length issue. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, if you had to give it a grade, like, eight, uh, you know, out of 10, what would you guys say? I'm so bad at, like, at these because I always feel like... So if I compare it to other AEW shows... They've had because they probably had about 10 pay per views so far. I mean, no, I guess they probably have like 20. I guess I don't know how many they have, anyways. I would say it's, it's, I'd probably put it at like a seven because I feel like it's better than seven of 10 of their pay per views. Hmm. Yeah, I, I give it a seven, never, but I, I think it was good. Yeah, I, I give it a seven. I yeah, like I agree with Issa and yeah, as. Compared to their other pay-per-views, it's wasn't the best, but it was really, really good. Um, yeah, they haven't had a bad pay-per-view yet. No, no they AEW, haven't. I mean, not in a long time. Last year's Revolution, yeah, actually that was bad because it was such a shit ending with the, what was the, what was yeah. the explosion. Oh yeah, yeah, but the match good. was so good. I, of it course, was. they remember the ending, but the what match a... between Mox and Omega was right. so good. It's a shame that that whole thing went on, and <laughs> and I like to I like to start. I I've been thinking of my AEW pay per views like post pandemic, so now I try to forget all about that and I start from <laughs> double or nothing at Darby's place, full of fans. Like one of the first pay per views that we saw with mm-hmm. with a full crowd. That's when I'm starting to count my AEW pay-per-views. And from that point yeah. on, I really don't think they've done anything bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the best was their revolution, which ever had the Hangman, Adam Page, win the titles, the tag titles. I think that was my favorite one. Mm. But um, Brian Barry says, at least this wasn't as long as WrestleMania 35. I can't remember how uh, long that was. It was very long. Uh, and then Dean in the chat says, having to lose the beer gimmick, Mox hurt him. Uh, I think he means Hangman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Because yeah, the, never really had a beer gimmick, right? No. Yeah. The uh, that Because that was a big part of his character, too, was the drinking. Yeah, why did they drop that? That's... I wonder if it was because of Mox. I mean, maybe that's what Dean meant. Is they mm. dropped it because of Mox. Um, I, I have no, I have no idea. No, but I think, I think yeah. the whole thing with Hangman like not drinking anymore, saying I don't need a drink happened before the Mox thing, right? I think so. He was kind of moving on from that. I think as he became the champion. Yeah, I think thing. it was a matter mm. of like building his confidence. And at that point, he was feeling like he needed the drink in order to be able to like accomplish things, and that's why he dropped it. I don't think it was anything related to the yeah, Moxley watered situation. Him down. <laughs> you know what? I, what I really want to know, speaking of Moxley, is if Renee calls William Regal every time that Mox is some kind, some kind of BS, and William comes over to their house and just smacks him. <laughs> I mean, I think you can use that for anything. I think that's why right. Tony, Tony Khan hired him. He's like, someone's like, I don't know if I like this story. And he's like, Will, William, can you come over here and slap this person for me? I, can, no, I, could, I, I could use want, a slap from William Regal every now and then. I just want William Regal to randomly <laughs> show up on segments and slap people and just yeah. walk away. That's it. That's how you book him. Absolutely. <laughs> because after like the third time, he just raises his hand and everyone cowers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even like Lance Archer's like, ugh, don't hit me. <laughs> yes. Almost like, remember Brody Lee with the papers and everybody yeah. was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's raw. 
Oh, yeah. well, I think that does it for us. That covers the show. I thought it was a good one. Uh, before we go, um, any final thoughts? Uh, Raj, anything going on with the site? Any news things people should be watching? Where can they follow you online? Uh, you know, we, we're still dealing with our Twitter nonsense. So keep following us on our backup account, Wrestling Inc. COM. Uh, our 25th anniversary is coming up here in a couple months. Hmm. Are we going to have a party stream? We gotta do something. Yeah. I wear a bow gown. Let's do it. All right. All right. I am yeah. going to wear a bow tie. I'm gonna go get a top hat. All right. <laughs> I got I got a few big names I've been talking with about uh coming on. So hey, hey, hey. Hey. it's on. So yeah, yeah. It's uh I'm but, yeah. hurt I mean we're on the road to WrestleMania now. That's to me. What's that? I'm hurt you're talking about 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 big names being on, but my name hasn't come up. What is that? Uh, maybe you aren't one of the big names (laughs) 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 but uh yeah yeah man um yeah just keep checking out wrestling.com we had that we had an exclusive interview with Wardlow the other day Chavo Guerrero Uh, I was talking about his AEW deal kind of fizzling out and and uh he's not very happy about it so (laughs) uh keep checking out wrestling.com and and then Brian Berry asks uh since Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor will we see a crossover pay-per-view I don't see it doing well. What are you going to do? Yeah. Briscoe's versus FTR. Yeah, it's good, but uh, that's not going to do better than what tonight did. You know, I don't know why you wouldn't like, why it would be like, would you replace like double or nothing and make it death before dishonor? Would it change? I don't know. It'd be the same thing. It would just be again. AEW is just so much more of a stronger name than ROH that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see though. Uh, and Isa, where can the world follow you and all the stuff you're working on? Uh, NYC Demon Diva on YouTube and all of my social media so you guys can see all of the projects that I'm involved in because I have a lot of things going on. Awesome. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media with all the things I'm working on. Hey, did you know, guys, I did commentary for the Santino Brothers show. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. Um, but, nice. uh, but uh, that does it for us. We're going to be back tomorrow for Monday Night Raw's after show because we can't get enough of long shows and talking about them afterwards. <laughs> so we'll see you guys tomorrow for that. And, of course, there's NXT on Tuesday. There's Dynamite on Wednesday. There's the Thursday Pop Culture Show. And then there's the Friday SmackDown Rampage doubleheader after show as well. We do it all, but we starts with tomorrow's show the uh, Raw After Show, and of course, follow Wrestling Inc. Daily every day. That does it for us, and we'll see you guys next time.